Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Redemption HD podcast. We hope that this episode blesses you, that it encourages you. If you want to know more about Redemption High Desert, you could visit our website at redemptionhighdesert.com. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at Redemption760. Here we go, live from Redemption HD. Um, Tuesday is a very big day here in our country, amen? Very big day. And um, no matter how we view this season uh, that we're in, um, it really is a pivotal moment for our country. Tuesday is really going to uh, set things in motion for what's to come for, for a while. And it's important for the church um, to pray. But it's important for the church to pray the right things and to pray the right way. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about prayer. And we're going to talk about uh, this current situation with our elections. Um, but I really just want to... F- Focus on what God instructs us to do in these situations. Now, I want to I want to point this out, guys. Um, one of the things that I've been very just passionate about, one of the things that I've been sharing with you guys over the last couple weeks, is just the way that we approach this current season that we're in. Um, it is we see it all over the place, guys, and um, it, we're very aware that there is a lot of things dividing us right now. There's a lot of things that, that are stirring up um, conflict between people. And we have to understand that the heart of God is always reconciliation. That the heart of the Father is always to bring people in this place of relationship with Him and with people. And so when we begin to fight with each other, regardless of what our view is, when we fight with other people over things, this is not the heart of God. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been sad to, to tell you the truth, you know, I've, I've never been into to politics or anything like that, um, but the last 12 years of ministry, I've recognized and realized the importance of me understanding the season that we're in, in these type of situations. And so I've really uh, opened up my heart to understand this like never before. But one of the things that breaks my heart is just the way that, that some of us uh, how some people, not just us, but people in general, treat others um, for the sake of, of what we believe. And when you look at the ministry of Jesus, and we talked about this uh, last week, there's some area of Samaria in us all, right? Is that Jesus saw this woman who was on the opposite side of who he was, but he didn't treat her any different. His desire was to bring her into this place of relationship with him. And this is the approach that we as believers have to take, is that we're not looking to see what divides us, but we're looking at the opportunity to bring us together. And so I want to just talk about this, guys, and and we're going to get into some prayer today. Uh, But let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 2, or chapter 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus uh, is what we call the pastoral letters. So for anyone in here who wants to be a pastor or wants to know more what uh, is required of pastors, these are three books um, that are really, really important for us to understand, to get into our spirit, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. Um, But in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes to Timothy, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore... 
I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Let's read that one more time. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. Uh, inside of your bulletin, you guys can write this down. I gave you guys those three things, supplication, prayer, and intercession. And uh, if you're taking notes, which I hope you all are, uh, the word supplication is the action of asking or making a request for something earnestly and humbly. So supplication is the action of asking or making request for something earnestly and humbly. Prayer, prayer is very simple. It's communication with God, right? Prayer can consist of our worship, reading the word. When we communicate with God, we're in prayer. So prayer is simply that, communication with God. And then the third one, intercession, is praying for others. So supplication is the action of asking or making a request for something earnestly and humbly. Prayer is communication with God, and intercession is praying for others. Now, this is what Paul is instructing Timothy to do, and look at what he says. He says, therefore, I exhort, or I strongly encourage, first of all, that supplications, prayer, and intercession, and giving of thanks be made for who? All men. And then he says, kings and all who are in authority. Now, you have to understand that Paul is writing this while he's on house arrest, okay? So he is saying, we're going to pray for our leaders and those in authority. He's not saying it because the, those that uh, are in authority over his life, the governing authorities over him are treating him well. He's not saying it because of that. He's saying it because this is what God has commanded him to do. He's saying, I'm going to pray for those that have put me on house arrest. I'm going to pray for them. We should all pray for them. Amen? But this part right here that, that really gets me, he says, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and what else? There's, four, there's a fourth thing in there. Giving of thanks. So we pray for all men, right? Kings and those in authority. We offer up supplications for all men. Kings and those in authority. We make intercession for all men kings in authority, but we also give thanks for what? All men, kings, and those in authority. That means that we have been instructed. This is God's word. This is not Pastor Stevon. This is not, this is not, uh, I'm not trying to, to give a plug for any candidate. I'm telling you what the word says is that we are to give thanks to God for all men, kings, and those in authority. So that means that the, those that you don't agree with, you're instructed by God to give thanks for them. Well, that one hurts, huh? Thanking God for all men, kings, and those in authority. Giving thanks for, for everyone that rules in a position of leadership, whether you like them or not, we are instructed to give thanks for them. Look at what this says, verse 2. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet, peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, when it says kings and all who are in authority, and it says that we, 
it, it's not saying that it's not saying that we just pray to live a quiet and peaceable life. It's saying that the result of praying for those in authority is a quiet and peaceable life. That means that when we begin to pray for kings and those in authority, we find peace. You got I know this is I know that your body thinks that it's one o'clock right now. Okay, right? Or is it does your body think it's eleven o'clock? No, yeah, we Okay, so yeah, you, your body thinks it's... Is, did you guys f- fix the clock over there? Oh, it is 12.30. So somebody... My eyes is just crossed right now. I was like, wait, trying to figure that out. What? I should get my phone so I can see what the real time is, huh? I'll keep you guys here till 5 today. Yeah. See, I like how you guys cheer that on, but deep down inside you're going, oh, please, no, faster. I'm hungry right now. It's 11.30 right now. Okay. We are to pray for all men, all kings, those in authority. That means that presidents and governors and officials and all of the people that God has put in position of leadership in this city, in this state, in this nation, we are commanded to pray for them. Not to judge, not to condemn, not to point out their faults, but to pray, to give thanks for them. And in that, we will see peace. That's why I question, what are we praying? Because we haven't seen any peace. Pray for all men. Pray for kings and those in authority. When we pray for those in authority, God's word tells us we will live in peace. Listen, guys, peace in our nation will not come because of who is in authority. Peace in our nation will come when we pray for those in authority. Say that one more time, guys. Peace in our nation will not come because of who is in authority. Peace in our nation will come when we pray for those in authority. This is the truth, guys. This is I know that that might not sit well with with some of the way we view leadership, but this is biblical uh, principles. This is God's word telling us that if we pray for those in authority, we will see and have peace. That's why I have no problem, and I, 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 I will say it, and I say it often, I pray for Trump and Biden the same and equally. I prayed for Obama, and I prayed for Trump the same. And whoever our next president, whether it's a new president we have after Tuesday or another four years, I will pray for every president the exact same because that's what we're commanded to do. I will love them the same. I will pray for their families the same. I will pray for their safety the same. Because if I do that, then I'm going to find peace. Amen? Jeremiah 29.7, it says, And seek the peace of the city where I've caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. The characteristics of a Christian, a follower of Christ are not going to be demonstrated when we have the leader of our choice in place. But the true characteristics, if we're following Christ, will be demonstrated in how we respond to the leadership that we don't like. It's easy to, it's easy to pray. It's easy to be, you know, loving and caring towards somebody that we like. Right? That's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. He wasn't telling you that for them. He was telling you that for you. 
Because you bring your flesh into this place of submission where it's, it's not about you and you're realizing that God wants to do something in you and through you. So when we pray for those that we don't like or we don't agree with, we're seeing Christ in us more than if we were to deny that instruction and to speak condemnation and judgment. Amen? And I know that that's hard to do, but it's all throughout the Bible. Look here in your bulletin. Look at Joseph. Joseph, first a slave and a prisoner, then served Pharaoh, and God gave him favor. Pharaoh sent Joseph over Egypt, and he preserved and saved his family from famine. Nehemiah. Nehemiah was born in captivity, serving as the king of Persia's cupbearer. Nehemiah found favor with the king and was granted the resources and the blessing to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. David. David, as a military leader, was hunted by his own leader, King Saul. David never dishonored his king, and though he had the opportunity to take Saul's life, he always honored God by honoring those in authority. With this heart, David found favor and promotion from God and became king, leading him to initiate the building of God's temple. Daniel. Daniel was a captive that vowed to never turn from the Lord. In his captivity, he found favor with King Nebuchadnezzar, even after the king wanted to have him killed. Daniel's service to the king resulted in Nebuchadnezzar to call upon, call upon the Lord in praise, declaring God the king of heaven. Jesus. The earthly ministry of Jesus took place during the rule of the Roman government. Rome believed and worshipped multiple gods and did not fear the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had no reverence to the idea that Jesus was the coming Messiah and the Son of God, allowing them to have no conviction for his beating and execution. But Jesus never hesitated to minister to Roman officials, healing the centurion's servant and the nobleman's son. And even on the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus served people during the rule of an ungodly government, and in that, he secured the opportunity of salvation and reconciliation for all mankind. It is important for us to see that God is not looking to see how we respond to the leaders we agree with, but God is looking to see how we respond to all leaders. How are we going to respond to all leaders? That's why, you know, I, I've had conversations with people and we've talked about, you know, our governor here in the state. And I'm sure we can all give a long list of reasons why we dislike him. But you know what God told me? And this was months ago and I haven't turned back since. Is God says, I want you to pray for his salvation. Pray for his salvation. Don't pray anything else. Don't pray for his recall. Don't pray for him to nothing. But pray for his salvation. And when you go back to 1 Timothy chapter 2, look at what it says here in verse number 3. For this is good and acceptable to the sight of God our Savior who desires what? What does God desire? Right there in your Bibles. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Come on, bullfrogs in the rock piles right there. Chapter 2, verse number 4 says what? Johnny, preach that again one more time. Say that louder. So God is asking the church to pray for leaders and those that are in authority, not because he wants to overturn anyone, but he wants to overturn their hearts. God is concerned with their salvation. 
Listen, guys, God is concerned with every candidate, every person that's running for any type of office right now. God is not concerned with anything else other than their salvation. Because if he could turn their heart, then he can turn the nation. And so we need to pray for their salvation. We need to pray that they come into the knowledge that God loves them. For this is good and acceptable. Let's kind of read this and and see it all together. Again, starting in verse 1. Therefore... I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercession, and giving thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this, somebody say, for this. You know what that for this is? It's praying for those in authority. That's the for, this is what's acceptable, is that we pray for those in authority. This is what's acceptable. What's not acceptable to God is when we prophesy death, when we prophesy condemnation, guilt, shame, all these things. When we speak against those that God is trying to pull into salvation, we're not partnering with God, but we're working against him. Like, I, 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 totally, I totally understand um, that in order for us to have the right people in office and the right people in positions, that we need to know some things about their character. I fully agree with that, that we need to know some of the things that, that hey, maybe they're doing behind closed doors because we're trusting them with the leadership of a nation in, in our lives, right? I understand that. But we also have to understand that it's God who exposes those things. shouldn't be men. This is going to hurt somebody. The way that we judge others is the way that we're going to be judged ourselves. So if we're shouting other people's sin from the rooftop, you... <laughs> I'll stay right here. If we're exposing everyone else's sin, then you're probably setting yourself up to be exposed yourself. And so I understand, guys, and, and I, I totally get it. I, I see things and hear things and all that stuff. That's, but at the end of the day, let God expose that. Let God bring to light all the things that are kept in dark. The church just needs to be praying. Amen? I want to have peace in our nation. I want to have peace between people and, you know, races and age groups and political parties, all this stuff. I want to see peace. And I believe that it's possible, but I believe it's possible when the church prays, but prays the right way. If we pray the right way, guys, we'll see this happen. And that's why, guys, I'm not, I'm not going, to, I'm not downplaying any, any official, any government official, anybody in authority. I'm not going to downplay anybody because I want to see them saved. And I can't sit here one moment, speak and pray for their salvation, and in the same moment, speak condemnation. It's just... It's just not going to mix. It's not acceptable, God says. And so we're going to pray today. We're going to pray for our nation. And we're going to pray with the right heart from the right place. We're going to pray blessings. We're going to pray that, that they're covered. And we're going to believe that we're going to see peace in our nation. Amen. Amen. Tuesday uh, is going to change a lot of things. Um, but it should never change our stance in righteousness. We should always desire to walk upright before God. We should always desire that our life is found within the boundaries of God's word. The way that we treat people should be biblical. 
regardless of who's president, regardless of, of, you know, the color of our skin, we should treat people the way that God tells us to treat people. And in this case, according to 2 Timothy, God is telling us that we need to give thanks for these people. We need to pray for them, cover them, prayer, supplication, intercession. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit us at evargus760.com and also redemptionhighdesert.com.